Welcome to Healing for Today with your hosts Darren and Jenny. We're here to study what the Bible teaches on healing, the Kingdom of God and who we are in Christ Jesus. Why don't you connect with us on healing4today.org healingfortoday.org It's really good having you with us today. Now let's sit back and relax and let's get into what the Word of God says today. Thank you, Pastor Ike. We really appreciate this opportunity of sharing the Word of God with you tonight. We, uh, obviously, I'm Darren, this is Jenny, and um, we're, we're honoured to be able to come tonight and share the Word of God around healing and health. This is something that's not taught in the church at all. Um, very, very little is taught, and because of that, there's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of wrong teaching that has gone forth. So I want to encourage you all to to bring along with you your, your Bibles and notepads on an evening like this because um, we're trusting that there is such wealth of Scripture uh, and nuggets. all the nuggets and that everything that we share is, is founded on the Word of God. So our first lesson tonight, we want to share around God wants you well because a lot of people don't understand or have a misconception that God actually is trying to do something through sickness and disease and it's basically a lie. And God wants us healed and more. Absolutely, God's desire is for us to be healed. Yeah. More, more than we want to be healed. Amen, amen. So for you to really walk in healing today you've got to know beyond any shadow of doubt that it's God's will for you to be well. You can't question, you've got to know in your heart of hearts, it's God's desire, as Jenny said, that he really wants you well more than actually you want to be well. And when you get that, you, you, you understand and you grasp that. And that's our desire for tonight. If this is the go away that we have for people, that's, that's the go away, that you really understand that God actually wants you well. You see, I don't know about any of you and how you were raised and brought up in churches, but for, certainly for Jenny and I, we were brought up in churches and today majority of religions state this and, and share this, that they teach that God, he can heal. Yeah, I don't have a question about that. Mm. They, they, they also believe, yet yeah, he can be delivered and he can deliver you out of the situation that you're in. They also believe that, you know, God's got the power, but today you, you, you've kind of like not, um, you, you, you've, you've been a little bit naughty or, or today it's not your day for healing. He can do it, but it's out there. It's not now. But one day he will heal you, but you've got to pray more. You've got to seek God more. And I want to look at four of these examples and just pull four of them out of the bag, if you like, um, for us to address. These are total misconceptions within the body of Christ. And what the first one is God only heals some people. You know, that is totally false. That is so demonic. not true. It's demonic. <laughs> it's not true. And the reason it's not true is that he's no respecter of persons. Mm. 
He loves us all. For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know? And, and it's that that is, is misconceived in people taking scripture out of context or, or not actually believing what the word of God actually is saying to them. Another one is that is a total lie, is that God actually wants a person to be sick to teach them something. I mean, really? I mean, how many fathers that are listening today would take a child's hand and stick it on a hot stove and say, now that'll teach you, won't it? You get done for child abuse. It's, it's crazy thinking, but people are teaching this in the body of Christ. And God's not like that. He loved us so much. He sent his son for us. A real, uh, another one that has been taught, and this is something that I grew up, grew up on, in that God actually wills this person to be sick because it's a punishment. I, I, I mean, hang on. If he wants to punish us, why did he send Jesus to pay for our sins? We see in, in, in 1 Peter 2, 24, how Jesus dealt with sin. He dealt with sickness. And yet we believe and people are taught, I don't believe, but people are taught that it's actually God's will to punish this person for a sickness and their penance for doing wrong. I mean, it, it's, it's just bizarre, but that's what's taught. And lastly, God's desire for a person to be in that particular situation. God does not desire for people to be in pain or in suffering or in sickness or disease. That's not his desire. If Jesus came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly, why is he wanting to put people in a position of pain and suffering? That's not a loving God. That is, again, somebody that should be brought up before the court for child abuse. Mm. That's mm. not correct. You know, because how can it be God's desire in that, you know, sickness is ugly. Sickness mm. is not pleasant. No. When, when on earth was sickness something to be enjoyed or, <laughs> yeah. you know... Great, I've got a fantastic headache this morning for the day. Yay! Good. Duh. No. <laughs> it just... You're going, it's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And it's so important for us to understand, and, and I'm sure that some of you that are hearing this now are thinking, yeah, that's crazy. You know, you can't help but think that that's crazy. But unfortunately, that's what's being taught in the body of Christ today. Yeah, and and we want to bring the, the correct word and the correct teaching in this. Yeah, yeah. And I think probably where, where I grew up initially was um, having, if, if you sort of just imagine what's happening in heaven, and I, I think I was guilty of this one, in that all our prayers are going up to God and God's sort of sifting through the pile and going, all right, okay, so... So that, um, that man, Ike, down there, yeah, that's good faith. He's just demonstrating good faith there. Yep, we'll heal him. Yep. He, he's fine. Yep, tick in the box. Um, so if you can send a healing down to him, that's fine. Oh, oh, Sarah over there. Oh, dear, she's a bit of a case, isn't she? Um, no, 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 perhaps we'll just miss that one. You know, 
God is not sifting our prayers and sifting what we're, we're sending up to heaven and deciding to send a manifestation or not. That is not what is happening. And we can be so um, adamant in that because on the cross, Jesus took sin. Amen. Jesus took sickness. Amen. He took 100% of the sin Amen. and 100% of the sickness. Thank and you. that's why we can all have such confidence Amen. that we don't have to make the mark to get this, that or the other. Yeah. It's nothing that we can do. He's made us righteous. Right. And he on the cross has taken every bit of sickness for us. So therefore, he can be no respecter of persons because he knows a hundred percent of the case has been dealt with on the cross Amen. of Jesus. And Amen. that's how we can be so assured um, that we can know the nature of God. Amen. And we also see the nature of God. If we just look into uh, John 5, 19, we've got John 5, 19, you find it. And this is Jesus speaking. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For what things soever he does, these also doeth the Son likewise. Mm. So this is Jesus. This is Jesus. He can't do anything unless he's already seen God doing this. Mm. And let's face it, Jesus went about doing good, it says in Acts 10, 38. Jesus went about healing all, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, yeah. for God was with him. That is the nature of our God, and Jesus demonstrated it again and again and again in the Gospels. Mm. Mm. See, receiving from God is absolutely dependent upon knowing you have asked according to his will. So we need to know, is it God's will for us to be well? Well, we know, Jenny and I know, that the answer to that question is yes, it is. Absolutely. And in 1 John 5, verse uh, 14, it says, this is the confidence. Well, well, what is confidence? Sure. Assurance, actually knowing, without any have, having any shadow of doubt, actually believing that we have in him whatever we ask according to his will. So it's pointless asking something that is outside of God's purpose or plan or will for your life. If you know his will, you can have the confidence that he hears us. So if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we can have whatever we ask of him. That is such Beautiful. a powerful and amazing subject. And we are in him. And he, he is in us. us. Amen. It, it, another way of putting that is like, um, it's like a child and a dad going to a, dad, a, a child saying, what do you want for Christmas? Not Christmas, no, let's make it a birthday because then it's really personal. What do you want for your birthday? Well, Dad, I really want a new bike. Harry up the road's got a really, really nice bike, and I, I, I need a new bike, Dad. That's what I want. And his dad says, OK, son, I'm going to get you a bike for your birthday. And he goes to his schoolmates, going, oh, my dad's getting me a bike. Hey, I've got a new bike. I've got... And he goes into the garage, clears a space for this new bike. He's but it, making preparation, preparation for, the for the manifestation uh -huh. of that bike arriving uh -huh. and going into the garage 
and he can't wait to get out on his bike, cycling up the road, showing all his mates what a new bike he's got. And this is where he's putting his imagination into, mm, into play. Amen. You know, and this is where we need to put our imagination into play. If you've yeah. had sickness for a long time, then you need to start changing what's up here. Yeah. Changing what you see here. You're seeing mm. the new bike. No, you're seeing the new things you're going to be able to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's key. That's key. Knowing what God's will is for your life. Knowing what God's will is for your for your, when it comes down to health and healing, knowing that and believing that and having confidence in that. It's, it's also the same way in which we all got saved mm. and we received everything else in the same way. The word of God says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again, you shall be saved. But you've got to believe in your heart and it's exactly the same with healing. It's exactly the same with everything. If you believe in your heart, not your head, not in your mind, but in your heart. If you believe in your heart, you shall be saved. So when you prayed the sinner's prayer and prayed that for salvation and said, I believe that Jesus died and rose again on the third day, you were saved. So when you believe, you've got to believe. When you believe, when you pray and put the two together, that's when you receive. But if you know that God is good, it's easier to believe. If you know mm. that he's already accomplished him, yeah. this for you, you haven't got to, you know, you're, you're not trying to go over there to get... Uh, I don't know, three feet away, I've got to go over there to get my healing. Yeah. You know he's already done it. Yeah. So we've got it. You're not having mm. to go to get something. You're just You've having to receive. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You see, in Romans 10, verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The word saved there is sozo. And this is important because the same word in the Greek that says for salvation in sozo is the same word for healed. So when you pray and believe in your heart, you will be saved. You will be healed. But you've got to believe in your heart and speak with your mouth what you already have, as Jenny shared, that you've already got it. Like the little boy on the bike, I've already got it. But you may not see it. Doesn't matter. In your heart, you have it. In your mouth, you're speaking it. And on those grounds, you will get what you are saying. It's key. It's important that we live this way and walk this way. In, in 1 Peter 2, 24, let me have a look at that one quickly. I want to read the whole of that scripture. We often quote the tail end of it, but it says, He himself, talking of Jesus, He himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree that being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. Well, what's righteousness? Right standing. Right standing with God. Okay, so we should live unto righteousness. By his wounds, you were healed. So if you were healed, 
sometimes we pray in a manner and in a way of, I hope I'm going to get well. I hope I'm going to see my manifestation. But Jesus bore our sins on a cross. He dealt with it. It's done. And we have no problem accepting that. No problem at all understanding the fact that we've already received our salvation. But sometimes we have a problem with receiving healing. And yet it's exactly the same thing. And you see, the sad thing is that most people believe in their experiences when it comes down to healing. Mm. What's happening in their body and in mm. their flesh, they believe that more mm. than what the Word of God says. Mm. And this is where you've got flesh versus spirit, haven't you? Mm. You know, we've been trained for so long to work with our five physical senses. Yeah. You know, what we can see, hear, taste. smell, taste, touch. touch. Mm. You know, we, we have been so grown up into learning how to to do this from a flesh perspective, yeah. that our mind has to be renewed to the Word of God. And when our mind is renewed to the Word of God, it's then that we can prove what is the good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. That's so, so, so true. You see, what we're saying here is that you have to believe you received it when you pray. And then you shall see the future manifestation of it. Easiest way to explain that is if you see a farmer plant seeds in his field, he doesn't go up there the next day and dig it up and say, come on guys, how are you doing? Come on, have you grown yet? Oh, no. Okay, put the combine harvester away, it's not happened yet. He knows it's got to go through a season of growing and maturing. Mm -hmm. That which God places in your heart needs to grow, needs to manifest, needs to be nurtured. And how we do that is how we speak and what we say over our bodies. And it's so key here because the farmer knows that once he's planted that seed, once the seasons, it's seed time, then the ear, then the, the, the iron, and then, and then the harvest at the end of the, or all the process. There's a process of growing that needs to take place. But you can dig up your seed quite easily when you say the wrong things over your body. And, and it's such an important issue here. Mark 11, 23 and 24, it says here, um, let's look at Mark 23. For truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Now I want to look at verse 24. Therefore I say to you, this is Jesus speaking to the disciples, and this is the word of God speaking to you tonight. I say to you that whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. But what we touched on there is first you've got to speak to your mountain. And I want to tell you about my dad. My dad was a very, very ill man. And at Christmas, we rushed down there because, quite honestly, I thought I was saying goodbye for the last time to him. 
But we taught him what we're saying to you tonight about speaking to the mountain. And I've said it before and I'll say it again and again and again because it's so good that so often we speak to God about our mountain, our problem, our sickness, our disease, and we puff up how dreadful our sickness is and we're not getting the victory, God, and whoa, 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 and whoa, just stop. <laughs> we need to speak to our mountain about how big our God is and how great our God is and speak to that mountain, tell it to get into the sea, and it shall, you shall have what you say. Now, my dad and my mum, they picked a piece of paper up, they wrote down all their elements on that piece of paper and started to speak and command it out of their bodies. They rebuked sickness and said, I'm not having this in my body. Get out of my body in Jesus' name. And my mum was doing everything, dressing my father, helping him get to bed, feeding him. He couldn't make a cup of tea. Mm. Now, my dad gets up, comes downstairs, sits in his lounge. He, he, he does a huge amount that he wasn't able to do around Christmas time. And it all started by speaking to the mountain. Mm. Now, I'd share that to encourage you. Because when you start to speak to a mountain, it must move. Yeah. But you've got yeah. to believe it in your heart first. Yeah. You've got to desire it in your heart first. Yeah. And when you do, you see the victory without fail. It's, it's really, really important. So, you know, I want us to look at this with Jesus because he's a great example of this in, in, uh, the, with the fig tree in, in uh, Mark 11. Have you got Mark 11 there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it says in Mark 11:12, and on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry, that's Jesus, and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man shall eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Mm. And then it goes on to 20, which is the next morning. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And I can imagine, you know, Peter's not just going, oh, look, yeah, the fig tree's, oh, yeah. Fig tree's just, um, yeah. I'm just looking at the script. Oh, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, instead it'd be, Master, look. Big tree. You can just imagine, you know, <laughs> the excitement yeah. and, the, and the thrill in all of that. And you can also see the same story in Matthew, uh, Matthew 21, 19. It talks about the fig tree died immediately and yet they didn't see it until the next day. Now, the interesting thing here is Jesus spoke and it wasn't visible. And Jesus spoke, but the moment he spoke, he believed in what he was saying. And it's the same with healing. The moment you pray and believe for healing, you've got to believe that at that moment, Jesus has healed you. So why, why do we see that, yeah, Jesus can heal, Jesus could heal me, 
oh, I hope he's healed me. No, that doesn't come into it. When you get prayed for or when you speak to the mountain, believe in your heart, you will be healed. You're healed. All you've got to do is like the crops in the field is wait for the manifestation. But don't change what you're saying. You know, Jesus never did a pre-healing interview. (laughs) (laughs) He never sort of said, right, okay, I don't know, actually, you know, perhaps not you. Could you go away for two weeks? Come back two weeks time and yeah yeah it's not your time yet hang on come come back in an hour you know i'm just gonna go and have a burger you know no it didn't happen jesus healed all who came and all who were oppressed of the devil and it's the same for us today you are not exempt from the healing power of god for your life and for our lives Mm. it's not an individual thing it is for some of us who believe and only those who believe and speak what the word says are going to see the manifestations of it Mm. it's interesting like the fig tree you know it started dying on the inside Mm. it was the inside where where the fig tree started dying and it came to the outside and it's the same with our healing you know on the inside of us we need to get the healing understanding the healing Mm. knowledge on the inside of us you know having a a knowledge that it is god's will to heal everybody every time in every way Mm. you know is 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 so important because then you've got this foundation that you can stand on knowing that you're not coming to god um you know half-baked that you know you've done something wrong today and therefore you've come to god and you really want healing Mm. he's already said that he's given us his righteousness so we're coming to god but it's the inside of us needs to understand. It needs to understand the principles, needs to understand the knowledge of God. Mm. Um, and then when we do, you know, this is this is not a natural transaction. No. This is a spiritual transaction. And understanding that this is a spiritual transaction and we're not looking at our sense realm. We're not looking at our hands to see, oh, is this still hurting or what have you. We're not trying to confirm our healing by what we can feel in our physical senses. Mm. We've got to understand that this is in the spirit. It's Mm. it's in the spirit this happens. It's a spiritual transaction. And the spiritual is the daddy force of the natural realm. You know, it was the spirit realm that brought everything into into being. Mm. You know, you see in John 1, you know, that, that the word was in the beginning and nothing happened unless it happened via the word. So, you know, the, the spirit realm is the daddy force. It's the principles of the kingdom of heaven that we need to get established deep in our hearts so Amen. that healing becomes an easy yes. step over the threshold type thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so important. And, and there's a link between the level of our soul and our prosperity in healing or our success in healing. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that you've been blessed. Remember, send us your questions at healing4today.org and we'll do our best to answer you in a future study. Till the next study, be blessed and remember, stay in His Word.